All right, so last week we talked about the uh, Islamic, the rise of Islam, and we talked all about how, some of the tenets of Islam and the, the faith of Islam. And that led to Christianity that was all in this area down here, all over here. They lost all that ground. There was, if, if you're, uh, Christianity didn't stop being the dominant religion of the area, uh, as Islam took over. Um, so we lost a lot of territory in that, uh, what will become a fight eventually. But uh, So all that right there became Islamic territories. And that doesn't mean that Christianity went away from those areas altogether, but it stopped becoming the, the primary religion area. And some areas, if you became hostile to Christians, if you worshipped Christianity and not Islam, you were persecuted um, by the, the Islamic faith. And that's, uh, still, this area down here still is primarily Islamic today. Um, but that does not mean that... Um, so, so we saw a weakening of the Eastern churches, but the, um, the Western... The, and this is one of the things that led... That, that's, that's we're going to lead to the Holy Roman Empire... Rome is in a really strong and secure spot up here. So we're not seeing the Islamic movement move into Italy and Rome. They're not crossing the sea as well. They're trying to come up through here, uh, through the Spain. Remember we talked about how they started up into Spain and up this way. But they were stopped militarily because they were forced become by that point when they became stopped militarily is because Islamic were taking cities by force. And uh, so that's one of the things that leads to Rome becoming the center power. And it already had a strong position. We've talked about its strong position already. But this is one of the things that's really leading it to its becoming the center. It's because places like Alexandria that had a strong church that rivaled Rome, now is Islamic territory. Israel, Jerusalem, that's going to become Islamic territory. Even today, uh, Israel and Jerusalem is split, uh, has a strong Islamic territory. Uh, the, the Dome of the Rock is, is, the, is there as well. So we're going to see some of these, these, uh, these churches that were really strong, really had rivaled Rome in position of power, fade away. Um, as Islamic takes over. And so, um, and, and this will also, this rise of Islamic power will actually lead towards what we know um, as the Crusades. And that's going to come up in the medieval period. But that doesn't mean that Christianity stopped growing. It's not like they just stopped growing as well. So today I thought what we'd do is we're going to talk about missionary movement in the West as Christianity spread into British, Germany, France, Italy, uh, Spain, um, as it spread up into the Western world. And I'm going to give you a bunch of names. So uh, I recommend that you open the Bible app and go to the fill-in notes section because I put all, well, most of those names in there. Um, 
for your convenience and ease. Um, because it does get confusing. <laughs> I ain't lying. Um, but why I wanted to talk about this, because I do want to see that Christianity is spreading this way, and it's going to lead into what we see as feudalism. We're going to see the Holy Roman Empire uh, get established by next week. And so we do need to establish that Christianity spread through this area. So let's start with the British Isles. The British Isles up here. Um, now we already saw that, uh, that St. Patrick. Remember St. Patrick? A Patrick, which, which country? Ireland. Thank you. I guys knew you guys knew. Remember that one? <laughs> um, between 590-800, it was like the cultural, the bright spot in culturality in the northern Europe. Um, but as Ireland is, is, is become strongly uh, uh, Christian, there's not the denominational spread between Catholic and other denominations. The Protestant denomination has, does not exist yet. So if we were to say Catholic, we would be right. But if we say Christian, we'd also be right. It's the same thing. Um, Catholic just means universal. So, uh, so but the British Isles, uh, that church sends out one man named Columbanus. He's going to go to the Swiss and Columba. Yeah, two separate people. They're going to go to the he's going to go to the Scots. So we're seeing that these the Ireland's church is going to be starting to spread as they they're going to take serious the idea that we need to be missionaries. We need to go there, go ye therefore and make disciples of all. So as they become established, they're going to start spreading the gospel themselves, and they're going to start setting up schools in Switzerland and to the Scots. The Irish monks are also engaged in the work of preserving copies of manuscripts, beautifully, uh, uh, beautiful manuscripts. Um, and uh, it's going to actually help preserve what we know of the medieval period and, and uh, the ancient classics are going to come because the, 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 these monasteries are going to start uh, preserving manuscripts. So wonderful. So one of the things that they do to, you know, even though this is considered the Dark Ages, remember I don't like that term. Uh, it was they're preserving the information. It's it's a depression is what it is. Um, the Irish Church does not take uh, accept Roman control, however, until the eighth eight hundreds. Um, that's when they will take, come under the Roman control. The 8th, 9th centuries, uh, um, the Vikings will invade. All those, all those Viking tales, you know, that are mostly myth. Um, the Vikings really do come and, uh, and attack. So the 8th, 9th century, um, and so they'll have to come under the Roman control for protection and for money because they're losing to the Vikings who are pillaging unprotected monasteries. Um, 
And so that, the, even though most of the Viking stuff we have is myth, that is real. They're coming and pillaging stuff, so they're actually going to fall and going to come into decay, and they're going to uh, have to turn to the church in Rome for support. Um, <coughs> Northern England as well. Uh, Columba uh, Monastery on the island of Iona. Um, and Aidan carried the message of the gospel to nor the North Umbrians, which is northern uh, Europe, uh, northern England, uh, the North Umbrians. Don't you? I think we should have kept those names, Umbrians. We could have been the Umbrians, Lof Umbrians. Uh, I like Umbrians. It's so much fun. Um, anyway, so the, so Oswald. Now Oswald is an Anglo-Saxon ruler who spent some time in exile among the Irish and the Scots and the Christians. And so he sees the attractiveness of the life of the Celtic Christians. And so he uh, brings uh, Christianity to the, the Anglo-Saxons. And uh, um, and, uh, and so he will... So, um, so Christianity will spread to to by by Oswald to the. Uh, I, I'm trying not to go into too much other history, other than uh, <laughs> there's a lot of British history I'm skipping. Um, the Anglo-Saxons have actually driven um, the Irish and the Scots, uh, the Celtic Christians, out of England. And to Ireland and Scotland, and uh, and and so um, after the, they did that after the withdrawal of the Roman armies. Um, so as Oswald is in exile, he brings Christianity back, and he brings more of a peaceful time between the Irish and the Englands um, because of his uh, his 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 time there. Um, but uh, at the same time, they're spreading from Ireland into England. Rome is also sending missionaries into England from the south. As, uh, um, as so that they can... Um, um, Augustine... Um, well... Augustine, the uh, uh, the prior, was named prior of St. Andrews in Rome. And as leader of a band of monks from his monastery, they were ordered to proceed to southern England to win the Anglo-Saxons to the Christian faith. So Augustine and his band of monks landed in the Isle of uh, Tanet off the Kentish coast, in the spring of 597, that's why it says 597 right there, because that's when they arrived. And um, the king of Kent uh, um, had been converted before, um, and uh, um, and then. Um, the king Egbert Edbert, uh, influenced the missionaries um, 
Egbert, which held uh, the thought that Augustine was magic and, um, and did not give permission to preach the gospel, but eventually did. And uh, Egbert soon uh, submitted himself for baptism and large people uh, accepted Christ. So we really credit Augustine and his monks in 597 for bringing Christianity to the British Isles, uh, to the, the England area. Uh, England, uh, England is going to play an important part in the history of America, as we know, but especially in our churches. Our churches are largely offshoots of people that left from the English churches. We're going to have some that left, you know, obviously we have the Holy Ro the Catholic Church that came from Rome, but a lot of the people, the Protestants, they left from, even though uh, from the Church of England, they broke off from the Church of England. Uh, now, Martin Luther, the most famous one we think of, he's actually German. But um, in our organization as a church, the way we do things now, uh, largely comes from uh, the, the transmission from uh, Germany, France, and, and, uh, and England. So these, this is going to play a hard, large part. So we're going to, as we, we look, go further on in church history, this area over here still has a strong Orthodox church, and we're, but we're going to have to leave them behind in many regards. Not yet. But we're going to leave them behind in many regards because they they don't play an important as important part in our history as we are now. Because isn't that what we're looking at? That's what I told you guys we're looking at how we got to where we're at. Right, right, right. Um, and so we're going to have to leave some of that behind, even though we will see them from time to time. Um, I'm going to skip some of those names. You can look them up if you want. I did. I skipped a lot of names, and I'm going to because um, as I'm looking at this, I think there's a little too much European history that I'm not going to have, not going to want to cover tonight. <laughs> All right, let's go back to zero zero. Talk about the history of England. <laughs> um, and I just don't think we're there right now. Um, uh, in 668, a man named Theodore uh, goes to England, um, and he's going to um, try to organize the English Christians under the Roman banner. And so he's going to set up dioceses and archbishops uh, in order to bring the Anglican church um, under the Roman church. And this, but this Anglican church still exists today, the English, the English church, um, as it will eventually separate from the Roman Catholic church. Um, the... Um, this church, this Anglican church, will be really important in our educational system as well. When Charlemagne uh, um, 
wants to start setting up schools, he, he, uh, he uses a lot of the English church to do so. Um, so it's going to play a part in, in our English system. Um, after the England is brought under the Roman control and the, the missionaries leave England and they travel to Germany. Um, I'm going to use a word, uh, Teutonic. That's a bit, that's a, that's a fun word, right? It just means they followed the, what will become the German language. Um, so, uh, so they're going to leave from there, and they're going to and and, uh, and they're going to start witnessing in Germany, which is interesting because they they go through that area, but. Uh, it's going to be largely because remember Germany is largely a tribal system still with lots of what we called barbarians in it, um, and I don't really care for that terminology, but it does. But they were largely not the civilized people; they were largely bar uh, tribal, largely. Uh, uh, set up in that way, so so it'll actually come after England that you start seeing the German with a man named Boniface in 680. He was from born from 680 to 755, also known as Winfred. Um, brought the Germans east of the Rhine under the influence of the gospel. Um, he's going to do so uh, through witnessing, but also as he wins the king or the lead tribes over see we look at christianity as mostly a a individual like it's your choice your choice when you live in a tribal system or even a feudal system or a if you get the leader in you get the whole tribe everyone works does what the the leader says so you get the leader you get the whole tribe um there is goods and bads in this. A lot of things, we, we, because we say, well, the whole area was Christian. However, that does not mean that everyone became a Christian. It just means that they, they worshipped, they, Christ might have been just part of their pantheon, or, uh, you know, it just became the leadership that did. And we don't really know a lot about what happens to the everyday people in some of these areas, because it's the missionaries that are writing down the history, uh, which is good and bad. I mean, at least they knew how to write. We have some history from it. But uh, so we say, well, they won this try. Well, did how many people came to Christ? Or did you just baptize everyone because the king said, this is what we're doing? Um, and so there's some arguments about that. Um, we don't know exactly how many people were like actual saved Christ. Uh, we'll let Christ worry about that. Uh, but um, but Boniface uh, did lead a lot of people to Christ, influence for the gospel. He made sure they became lo loyal subjects of the Pope as well. 
he brought them under the Roman control and subjects of the Pope. Um, and uh, once again, this is one of those things that as he brings them under the Pope's control, he's setting, he's laying the groundwork. He doesn't know he's laying the groundwork, but he's laying the groundwork for the Holy Roman Empire to be established. Uh, which is a huge, I, I keep throwing that word out, Holy Roman Empire. We're going to talk about that next week. But how many of you guys know what the Holy Roman Empire is before I? Holy Roman Empire? Okay, I'll make sure I, we talk about it next week. The Holy Roman Empire is, is basically uh, a real court, quick statement um, that we will talk about in great detail next week. Uh, was a time which the Roman Church was the 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 kingship, the emperor, um, or controlled it at least, and so we're then and so it's it's the Holy Roman Empire under Charlemagne. Um, but um, so Germany uh, was was the the. Uh, as as Boniface, he he's he's in Germany and he's 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 cutting down oaks which were sacred to Thor. You guys know Thor, not the guy from the comic book, but similar. Um, he's uh, uh, cutting down that the, the trees that are that are sacred to them. They're making chapels from the timber. He's he's uh, he's winning the Hessen people. To Roman Christianity, he's uh, uh, he eventually makes his way up to Archbishop by the Pope Gregory the uh, He was the first person to use uh, women missionaries. Uh, his cousin Leoba, and I say the first person. There are women that are missionaries in the, in the New Testament. But as Christianity became the dominant, it quickly fell in stride with the dominant prov prov uh, provision of the time as women being under men uh, in, in a, in a, and, and, and uh, were uh, seen as property. So it very quickly, Christianity uh, fell in line with that, and so women were not allowed to be missionaries uh, up until this time. So in the 700s is when you start seeing women becoming missionaries um, and uh, being put in, con in charge of convents. Uh, so she's actually going to start up uh, what will become the, the nunneries, the convents where the nuns are uh, in the 700s. As she helps to win uh, Germans to Christ, where women are gathering together and starting uh, that. Um, she's learned it in the scriptures. She's learned it in the church fathers. She knows canonical laws. Um, and so she, she really starts out... Um, um, And so, um, so she's going to be that. So that's one of those important moments in church history. Uh, sometime later, Charlemagne will—I'm going to use quotations—convert uh, the Saxons on the eastern border of his empire by force and by arms, 
Same thing that we, we, we judge the Islam for doing. Charlemagne's going to do it. Um, and he's going to uh, force baptism on whole tribes and nations and, um, and, uh, and uh, so we're going to see a lot of that coming out of the German area as well as it becomes a Christian area under the Holy Roman Empire. Um, uh, lowland, lowland countries. Will, uh, Willibrod, uh, 650 to 739. Now he's going to win the areas of Holland and Belgium to papal allegiance about 690. Uh, I think that's all I'm going to say about that. Italy, um, between 560 and 640, the Lombards, who had been converted to Aryan Christianity. Now, we are talking about Aryan Christianity. Now, this is going to stretch your, your mind. Anyone remember what Aryan Christianity was? Arius and Augustine. Remember Arius? All right, uh, Arius was that one who said that Jesus was God, but created the first created being, but was God, just not the same as God, uh, the, not the same essence as God, but the same uh, substance as God, and um, and so, and remember, Arius got control. So uh, the Lombards will convert to Arian Christianity, um, and uh, they will get control of southern Italy, um, and they will oppose the papacy within its own land. Now, Gregory the First uh, will uh, will put pressure on them and marry people around and they will eventually uh, be brought under the Roman control as Rome establishes its power uh, this is a very uh, this is a part of church history that I, I love Christ but I do not like the Christians that came out of this period uh, as it becomes secularized we'll talk about this more next week as we talk about the Holy Roman Empire, as it becomes secularized, I really hate the Christians, Christians that come out of this period. Um, it really bothers me what we see uh, with the forced Christian, the forced baptisms like that, like water is magic and will save your soul. Um, these are the kind of things that we see in the movies that you're all like, you know, that make Christians look bad, they come out of this kind of period. Um, because, you know, it, they were being, you, you know, it was, it was Christianity became a way to make a violent people docile. Bring them under Jesus and they won't fight back. Destroy all their gods and they won't fight back. Which is the exact same thing that we saw the Bible, the end of the Bible says not to do. So it really bothers me. Um, <coughs> dang. Um, uh, 
Spain. Um, Spain will offer a challenge to the Roman church. Um, in the Third Council of Toledo, the king of Spain, um, Ricard, um, announced in favor uh, of Orthodox Christian, um, like in the East. And um, and uh, and he will he will he will um, bring division in the Christianities, but Spain also is dealing with the Muslims coming up from across the border there. Now remember, the Muslims are also coming by force as well at this time period. So you have. The Holy Ro the Romans starting to take people by force over here, some over here, and the Muslims coming up and taking people by force. It's 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 becoming a holy war, where you try to give it the most converts by force. How do you like that that theology? Um, it is it's what it is. And, and so a lot of times when Islam, we, Islam looks at America, they don't see, uh, you know, they see us still trying to, to do this with Christianity. Because some people are. Uh, you know, we go over to the Muslim areas with our wars and our militaries. They call us, a, you know, you're, we have Christian names. We have... We have American names. We don't have Christian names. But they, they view us as an American Christian. Everyone's American Christians, right? They're still seeing us fight the same thing. That's what they're seeing. So when we say, well, that's not what we're doing. But that's what they're seeing. They're seeing us still fight a holy war. That's why they're bringing, that's why a lot of times we talk about the jihad. And they're bringing that holy war because they see us still trying to force Christianity on them. And so they're going to fight back with Islam. They're going to fight back in the same way. It was a whole, it's a holy war. Something that's been going on for thousands of years. As we see this holy war continue. And... Um, and so we're going to see this, this kind of fighting going on. And so Spain is really kind of in between, and they're going to be one of the, the grounds that's going to see a lot of problems in this area. Um, so um, so the, 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 the Spanish church will, will, um, will take up a lot of the church. Once it becomes under the Roman Catholic Church, it will take up a lot of resources um, to, uh, to fight the church. And then Catholic, uh, as, as, as uh, the Muslim, the threat of Muslims. And, and that's really one of those things as Muslims moving in and Christianity's dying and you got people converting by force and it becoming secular, you're going to see this rise of imperialism. You're going to see this rise 
in this desire that you should have one strong ruler that controls. Now remember, we're still coming off of the, the, the Roman Empire, not the Holy Roman, the Roman Empire, where uh, with the Caesars and the decline of the Roman Empire put the world into a time of, 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 uh, of complete depression money that you know you know people were lavishly with money and they had the roman uh, soldiers that were protecting them and you it was all based on the roman empire when the roman empire fell people are hurting and they're they're you know there's chaos and so what they're going to uh eventually you know they they start saying well you know things were better when we had one emperor we're going to have, we're, things were better when we had one person in charge of everything. Because they're going to be looking back in that mindscape over the hundreds of years ago when you had the Holy Roman Empire. You say, well, weren't things better? It sounds, as I think about that, it sounds like, uh, you know, uh, as we have the same tendency, weren't things better in the 50s? <laughs> weren't things better in the... 1800s weren't things better in the 17. Weren't things better? We were, you know, uh, you know, with the slaves in Egypt. Weren't things better when we were in Egypt? I mean, we have that way of looking back on the past. And we forget all the bad things of the past, and we just remember the things that we want to remember, the good things of the past. And uh, and of course, there's some things like, oh, the past is evil. But no, we we have a tendency to see the good things in the past. I mean. Uh, the, we call it, that's why we call it like, the golden age, uh, the silver age, the bronze age, you know, when we were, they, they were so much better back then, you know, we have a tendency to do that. And, and so as people begin to look uh, around and they're seeing this wars taking place, they're going to say, well, maybe we do need a one person to control and, uh, and, and we're going to actually going to see um, uh, a, uh, a, a power rise in, Christi in Christianity where what we're going to talk about, and I'm going to probably end here pretty soon because I don't want to get into it too much. Um, what we're going to see is that World history and church history are almost, you, you can't tell the difference because Christianity has become so infused and secularized, become so secular that you can't tell where the state ends and the church begins. And so a lot of the history we're going to talk about are going to be, you're going to say, well, this is a history class. Yes, because we can't separate the two. As the because what what comes next as imperialism the rise we're actually going to talk about the Merovingian uh, yeah uh, Merovingian there's that word Merovingian and the Carolingian uh, uh, dynasties that will arise in this time period and they're going to and those. And what that's going to do is that you're going to start seeing this rise of this desire to have an emperor again. 
And that's going to lead to the Holy Roman Empire. Now, that's going to be a short-lived empire, mostly because Charlemagne's kids are idiots. <laughs> um, but if he had had stronger kids, um, but, well, it's never just one thing. But, so we're going to see that... Um, And um, and then we're going to uh, talk about uh, the 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 yeah, and that's going to lead to the with Charlemagne lead to the Holy Roman Empire, and that's going to we're going to see what happens after that. Um. Yeah. All right. Now I threw a bunch of stuff at you, and I'm sure this I have some questions and. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end. I'm starting to feel a little, uh, I don't know. Um, it's probably just the wind. 30 mile an hour winds here. Uh, I'm hoping it's just the wind anyways. Um, but um, I'm going to go ahead and end there. Uh, we're going to pray. And then I'm going to let uh, uh, Rudy have a minute. He wants to, wants to take a minute. So we're going to let Rudy take a minute. He has an announcement. Uh, so let's pray that Rudy can come on up and ha tell, tell us all about his announcement. Uh, Father God, Lord, we just praise you today, Lord. We pray that you just uh, uh, keep us safe in your arms, Lord. That We, we pray that, uh, Lord, for me, when I study church history, we're coming to a part where I struggle. I struggle with, with being interested, but I also struggle with, with the, the, the way that I see it just seems so far from you, Lord. I pray that we remember this session so that we may grow close to you and not repeat it. Lord, that we may find your glory in, in those who were true to you during this time period. Lord, I pray that uh, you help us to, to see that, that we can learn from this as you, you are at work even here in this time that seems so dark to me. Lord, I pray that you just, you just help us to find that light as we, we worship you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, Rudy, come on up here and tell us your announcement. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Pastor. Okay, uh, this is the last minute thing for the um, for the for the men. Usually, when Myra does a, a Bible study uh, for the women's, I, I believe it's called the Seamless. Um, in the past, we used to do together. The men's will go on this side. The women will go on that side. Um, I'm going to be teaching on the uh, Kingdom Men also because with the video. And then it has a little homework to it, too. So I really, really, really recommend uh, guys to come. It will help us. Here's a little uh, statement it says right here. It says, right, every man's destiny, every woman's dream. And so it kind of helps us up. It helps our relationship, not only uh, with, our, with our wives and family and kids. It's also in the work environment, also in the government area. And it goes on, it goes on, it goes on. And this will talk about how to be a father a better man, a kingdom man, which is um, what it means. It means under the, the lordship, under the umbrella of the lordship of Jesus Christ, which is in obedience. So it starts tomorrow at 6 p.m. If you guys if you guys can make it, there's a sign-up sheet, uh, sheet on the back. Uh, I already have a few guys down here. Uh, again, I apologize. It was a, like a last-minute thing, but it's pretty good. And uh, it's a new year, so we want to get it started again. Thank you, guys. For, uh, hope to see you tomorrow. God bless.
kingdom in. We've done that one once before here. It's a good one. That is a good one. All right. Um, all right. I think we're done. Are we done? I'm done. You, I'm, I feel done. Let's be done. I'll see you guys Sunday, if not before then. Thank you. Thank you.